Joining us is somebody I have to tell you I know because I've worked with him. He's an author and a, a great voice, a great voice in this crazy world from the Washington Examiner. Commentary writer Eddie Scary joins us today, not to just talk about commentary, but to talk about his new book, Privileged Victims, which also has like 14,000 words after that in the title. Welcome, Eddie. Hey, Mike, happy to be here. I think you're going to be one of the few brave ones to have me on about this book. <laughs> How could people not want to have you on? I see the lineup of people you have writing endorsements. You have Megyn Kelly, you have Bill O'Reilly, you have Buck Sexton. You have big names endorsing this book. Tucker Carlson, I, I am scheduled to be on his show tomorrow, the book, or rather Tuesday, I'll say. The, the book officially comes out Tuesday, February 25th, and we're supposed to do a segment on his show about it. I think that'll be fun. Do you really think there are people that wouldn't interview you outside of MSNBC and CNN? <laughs> I'm just happy to be here with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You lie very well. I appreciate this. Uh, this book, the uh, book I, I just called Privileged Victims, but the actual title is How America's Culture Fascists Hijacked the Country and Elevated Its Worst People, a uh, very accurate assessment of where we are today. And I tell you, I wandered through the book, and you can almost pick it up in any chapter and just enjoy that chapter as a standalone. But it does kind of have a timeline that shows us what the heck happened to our culture and how we got to this point where the offendanistas are seemingly running the left side of our society. Oh, yeah, and it's in every... Um every major important area of our culture. That's why I talk about the culture fascists, because they're the ones that perpetuate this um, culture, again, of privileged victimhood. Um, you see it in academia. That's probably first and foremost. That's where it really comes from, but that's it's raging on college campuses throughout the country. It's all over Hollywood and our entertainment industry, um, and obviously the media would not be complete <laughs> without um, reinforcing our, our culture of privileged victimhood, and it's all tied. I didn't realize it until I started getting into getting into the research of what I the, the concept I was thinking of, um, which was I, I noticed like many people is there's all these these all these new people that come along and say, well I. I'm a victim because I'm black, or I'm a victim because I'm gay, I'm a victim because I was a woman, or I, or I am a woman, or I'm a victim because I'm a trans person who's been attacked. Um, and then suddenly these people get all, all this new attention. They can get jobs this way. They can get advances, um, adva uh, you know, they advance through society this way. Um, and it all ties back to the social justice movement. And I didn't know that, and I, didn't, I knew very little about what social justice was. I think when people see hear about it, um, they think nothing. They, it sounds like a nice little title. Um, but it turns out this is an ideology that, that goes back to basically the left's worst ideologies that they've ever introduced, communism, socialism, feminism. Feminism, um, something called critical race theory, which is just again uh, the idea that um, your race uh, can defines the way you view the world. Um, that 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 is the same thing that goes for gender, which was feminism, and then sexuality. So that would be gays, or, or, or I'll just say non non heterosexuals, often trans people. Um, but yes, this is an illness, social justice. But again, it, it's infecting. It has infected all of our cultural arteries, and that's why you see so much of it in America today. Yeah, and we're seeing it everywhere. We're talking to Eddie Scary from the Washington Examiner, who also has a brand new book out, and it's called Privileged Victims. You can find it in the usual places. Eddie, are you going to show up at that, uh, what is that trendy Washington book joint 
where all the liberal writers go and they read a passage from their book. Are you going to go and read a passage from your book there? I somehow missed my invite to politics and prose. That's um, it. But maybe I'll send them a copy. <laughs> I, I double dog dare you to send them an autographed copy and see if they would say, hey, maybe I'll stop by and, and do a, few, a little reading. When you look at this and you talked about social justice about five or six years ago, maybe even eight years ago, when we both were at the blaze dot com, social justice warriors were a target. They were something that was coming up in uh, our daily discussions of articles we would write for the blaze. And we discovered they were neither social nor was there any justice involved. How did this movement stay alive? How does it keep getting strength? How do these people continue to get positions of importance in the left side of the media and in college campuses, et cetera? Um, well, one, one thing I will dispute is that it's not just the left. This has gone mainstream, and the way it was, that it's gone mainstream in our, in our society is because the left largely does control our, our cultural arteries. Again, academia. Um, Hollywood, the national media, you largely see it. And, and of course, one half of our entire political system, which is called the Democratic Party, I think that's only a matter of time before they start going by the Social Justice Party. Um, but th they're the ones that have reinforced this idea. Again, that's what culture fascists are. They've reinforced the idea that if you uh, can claim to have victimized, oppressed, aggrieved on account of your race, uh, your gender, or your sexuality, you deserve advancements. Um, I, I, my only regret about the Jesse Smollett saga or Juicy Smollett saga, uh, uh, saga of last year was that he didn't time that time that race hoax that hoax hate crime for February 25th, which was when Privileged Victims comes out, um, because that that said everything. He 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 came out and said, you know what? I was attacked by the privilege in this case, and as is often the case, it was Trump supporters, white male Trump supporters. I was attacked by the privilege, and it was because I'm black and because I'm gay. Um, that and what did it do? He became a household name overnight. What did police find? They found out that he faked it and that he did so likely, because or rather fully, because he wanted to become more famous and he wanted more money from his show Empire that he's on on, on, on I think the uh, the network Fox. Um, so he wanted those things and he figured out the fast track to the top as you claim to have been victimized by by the privilege. Um, and again, when I heard the story that. You know that he first told that oh these two white male support white male Trump supporters wear mega hats. I thought I have heard that story time and time again, and there's an entire chapter in my book about um, hoax hate crimes, um, and that story has been just it's been told ad nauseum. He's he's heard that probably the same place as I had heard it, which is why he thought it was you know oh that's a good story, and I have the examples listed throughout. There's at least probably eight that follow the exact same story. Um, but it was, I think, in more cases than not, it was a Muslim woman who said she was attacked by screaming Trump supporters. Um, but you saw it with many, many other cases, often to do with race, uh, but gender or sexuality as well. And any of us who grew up in uh, the New York City area in the 80s remember the name Tawana Brawley and how right. that hoax launched Al Sharpton. Uh, Eddie's talking about chapter four of his book, Can't Get Ahead, Fake It, meaning a hate crime to make it. Uh, Eddie, now, as a privileged white male, can I not claim my age allows me to say that I'm a, a, a person who needs a little social justice as someone who's in his 60s? Can I not say that now? You can give it a try, but this is uh, the key feature of, um, of social justice and of the privileged victim um, 
mentality and the ide- ideology that's behind it. So the whole thing is governed by this, this, this thing called intersectionality. And a lot of people have probably heard that term. Um, but basically what it means is that however many points you can say, like, so you can, if you're, if you're a woman, okay, well, you're, you've been aggrieved because you're a woman. But let's say you're a black lesbian woman. All right, well, then you get two extra points on top oh, of that. Oh, man. So you, you might say, I, I'm 60-something years old, and that's, that's, been, that's a dock against you. But then they say, yeah, but you're also white, you're also a male, and you're also straight. So we can't really give you that point. And, and if we did, there's a billion other people that outrank you anyway. So you know what? You get to check your privilege and just sit back. <laughs> wow. So I'm silenced completely. But if I'm a, let's say I'm a one-legged lesbian native american and a woman that's like the top of the chart or is there anyone that's higher than that on the social justice scale there is always someone who can out grieve you out victimize <laughs> out uh, out oppress you it never ever ends and that's the, you run into all these weird contradictions contradictions just like that um there was a case on, on a college campus some time ago where a woman, I think she was, um, she was a like not a pe- she was like a gym class teacher on a college campus, and one of the um, her fellow, one of her coeds was a black male who I think had been pursuing her romantically, and the school decided, you know, she you sexually harassed her because you're a you're a larger male, you're you're larger, um, so she should she felt the power dynamic where you had more power over her, even though he never she never claimed that she was touched, she never claimed anything like that, but you but th- this is happening to a a black male. <laughs> so wow. someone comes along and says, "Yeah, but you're taller." So she feels the power dynamic. Um, again, like it, it never ends. There's always someone who can outdo you when it comes to the intersectionality Olympics. Wow, the intersectionality Olympics. This is the kind of wonderful stuff you'll find in Eddie Scary's book, Privileged Victims. Eddie, I hope to see you at CPAC this week. But thanks for spending a little time with us. I'm very excited for you in this book. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. I'll see you at CPAC.